Welcome back to our KT230 Impact Service. I'm, I can imagine how amazing that song was for you and it really is a time where we won't be overwhelmed and we'll refuse to be overwhelmed. Now, last week Scott began a mini-series and it was really exploring the relationship between the Apostle Paul and Timothy, one of his disciples and closest friends. And today the text that I'm reading from is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. So let me read, why don't we read together? So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join me, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us, and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Saviour, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. And so I think that last week Scott was um, sharing that this was a time where the Apostle Paul was imprisoned and Paul knew that he was about to be martyred, that his days were numbered. Um, and so one of the things that Paul was desperate to do was to impart as much as he could to a young disciple. Now, th this book is one of what's called the pastoral epistles, and that's First and Second Timothy, and it's also the book of Titus. And, and Titus and Timothy are two young men who have entered the ministry under Paul's direction and teaching and instruction. And Timothy was commissioned to oversee the church at Ephesus during this time. So Paul is writing to Timothy while he's overseeing that work. And this would tell me that although Timothy's young, although he's learning, although he needs development, he's not a novice because Timothy has traveled with Paul on his missions. Timothy has journeyed with him. He has seen what Paul has done and he's been doing what he's doing on account of what he's learned. But now great responsibility has been left to him and Paul wants to impart everything that he possibly can to his young son or friend. Um, in the letter, Paul challenges Timothy to guard the truth, to preach the word and to fulfill his God-given purpose. I call it stick like glue to God, stick like glue to me, Paul. Now, on the back of the last verse that Scott finished with last week, he talked about, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. Timothy is encouraged on the back of that, that he's got love. He's got power, he's got self-discipline, all of these gifts given to him by God. And now Paul is encouraging him, do not be ashamed. But I ask the question, do not be ashamed of what? Do not be ashamed of his life? Do not be ashamed of who he is? So let's bring it round to today. What about you? Are you ashamed of your background, your education? your upbringing, the colour of your skin, the colour of your hair? Are you ashamed of the job that you're doing? 
what are these things that would cloud your mind? None of them are so important that they should be things that define you. Paul wants to impress upon Timothy where he needs to know his definition comes from, his identity comes from, and your job and the colour of your skin should not define you. And I think that's the point that's coming across here with Paul. So no, Paul is not encouraging Timothy not to be ashamed because of who he is. Why is he telling Timothy, do not be ashamed? He's saying, do not be ashamed of the gospel message, not to be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Why don't we explore why? Why is that so important in Timothy's life now? Why is it so important that Paul would want to be telling Timothy this at such a key moment when he'll be leaving the earth at some point? We need to understand that Paul was teaching Timothy to recognise his true identity, which again Scott touched on last week. I'm just going to quote Scott, I'm sure he won't mind. He said that faith and calling are not subordinate to Timothy's identity. Core values, beliefs, Christian ministry are intimately connected to personal and corporate identity in the body of Christ. So Timothy and each of us have a unique heritage, but we also have a shared heritage. We're in it together. The heritage that we have is together and we're sharing in that same heritage. So Paul is really impressing upon Timothy, know who you are and don't be ashamed of who you are. But the who you are is hidden in Jesus Christ. So, as he admonishes Paul, uh, Timothy, as he encourages him, don't be ashamed because of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, Paul. Don't be ashamed that I'm in prison. Paul is saying, Timothy, we've journeyed together. We've walked together for the purpose of the gospel. We've walked together, not alone, together, but for the gospel. So he's saying, continue to share in this with me. Continue to walk with me. Even though I'm in prison, don't be ashamed of that. Even to the point of joining me as I suffer. Share with me in suffering. That's a strange thing to say, isn't it? That he's inviting him to share, maybe to be imprisoned, to be punished. Just as Paul has suffered on those missionary journeys that Timothy would have experienced and would have seen firsthand. So he's saying, continue and join with me. But he also mentions that they can take the suffering because it's by the power of God they can hold on, they can get through by the power of God. So they can be together, stand together, walk together, be in it together because it's God's power that's keeping them through it. He mentions also that um, he, he wants to remind Timothy that Christ has saved us and called us into a holy calling. And so let me just look again at verse um, 9. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything that we have done, 
but because of his own purpose and his grace. So we're saved and there's a holy calling attached to it. Uh, at this point, I'm imagining that Timothy could get caught up in the day-to-day -day things of looking after the church, the people in Ephesus. They need pastoral care. They come with problems and situations. He's got to be working out how you formulate worship each day, how you provide for people each day. He's got to be taking the brunt on his shoulders as a young minister coming up of the situations that they face when they're being persecuted, when they're being hated for who they are. And all of those things could cloud him. What's going on in society around me as I try, under Paul's instruction, to build this church in Ephesus? I've been given the responsibility to build this church. And so I can imagine that there's something about his thinking here that needs to shift. Why does Paul find it so important to tell Timothy, don't be ashamed, know who you are in all of this? It begs me to ask about us and our lives today. What's our thinking consumed with? Are we worried about the day-to-day -day stresses that are going on in life? I ask, do they occupy us as we're sleeping at night? Do we wake up with things that are occupying us, worrying us, concerning us? Are they on our mind um, all of the time? And yes, I'm going to include the hurts, the anger, the feelings of injustice that people are feeling right now in this climate. I'm including those that are still dealing with bereavement as the fallout of COVID-19. And I think to myself, what a 2020 we have been having. So do we anchor ourselves in those situations? Do we anchor ourselves in what's going on around us? Do we do what Paul seems to be encouraging Timothy to do, which is to take a shift in how he thinks? All of these things remain. And, and please don't think that I'm saying they're not important. Please don't think that I'm saying they don't have a place in our lives because these are real things going on. But speaking about a place, remember there was the mention of the power of God. The way I see it, should we not put all of those things that would shift our thinking away from the work of Christ and the gospel of Christ, we should put them here. But surely the power of God, that's what um, Paul is asking, that the power of God is above all of those things in Timothy's life. That that's what Timothy sees first, God above, everything else under, so that his power begins to deal with those things. So Timothy's mind can be free from stress and Timothy's mind can be free from the worry of those things. And he can trust God to bring him out of every difficult situation. Again, I repeat, he'd seen what Paul had been going through. He'd seen every attack, every assault, every persecution in those missionaries, missionary um, events. He'd also seen some incredible things that God had done through Paul. The preaching of the word, 
he would see men and women changing their lives and coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ because he was together with Paul in those things. Paul reminds Timothy the reason that we're called and, and this is why he's saying you don't need to be ashamed. We're called not because of anything that we have done. We're called because of God's own purpose and because of God's grace. Now that's an amazing thing to think about. That it's God's purpose that we're called to, not man's purpose. Not what we think also that we're called to, but God has a purpose in each and every life. And so also it's by God's grace. And there's something so unique in this, in this verse that says this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Before time? Paul wants to remind Timothy that the grace of God was planned before Timothy existed. What a way to anchor his thinking when he knows that the one who was discipling him may be gone soon. What a way to anchor him that before the beginning of time, grace was already provided. And he wanted Timothy to be rooted and to be sure about that. Paul also continues in verse 10 to explain that grace was revealed and it became available to mankind. So not only should Timothy be rooted, be excited about the fact that the power of God is going to be with him through suffering, um, that it's God's purpose that he's living for, and that God's grace was already provided. Now Paul wants to reaffirm and reiterate to Timothy, this grace was revealed to mankind. It became open, available at the coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one who would abolish death. Jesus Christ is the only one who would bring life and immortality to light. And that was brought to light through the gospel of salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Paul is reminding Timothy that this revelation of the saving grace of Jesus Christ brought the gospel that he should not be ashamed of. Don't be ashamed of the gospel message, Timothy, because we are in this together. We are being ridiculed, we are suffering together. Don't be ashamed of that, know who you are. Know that work, that mighty grace, that's apportioned to us, that brought salvation, that called you to this holy calling that we should live by. I want to tell you a little story of a friend of mine and this is very recent this is yesterday talk about somebody who would stick to Jesus like glue talk about being current as a Christian in this time yesterday my friend who does not live in London so was in a, another town decided to go and um, join the protest about George Floyd I prayed for her, that it would be peaceful where she was, that there'd be no trouble. But what I didn't know is how much she sticks to Jesus Christ. She showed me footage of an incredibly large and very colourful cross. And during that protest, during that demonstration, this friend of mine began to preach the gospel 
another Christian was there and they began to be told this is not the place for it this isn't the place for it not now but she continued to share from her heart the gospel of Jesus Christ because what she could see was broken angry upset people with a right to take their place and take their stand in society to object to something but more than that which is what I believe Paul was trying to tell Timothy to keep doing more than that she saw the brokenness more than that she saw how lost they were more than that more than the reason they were there she saw the power of God and what the power of God could do in their lives so she did not want to be silent and she was not ashamed to proclaim that gospel of Jesus Christ in the midst of what was going on in society she was not ashamed and it's such a good example that um, we've got to be first and foremost identified in Jesus Christ first and foremost understanding that we will at times suffer for the gospel um, first and foremost understanding that it's his grace that we were given that brought salvation to us and therefore the only purpose that we really have on earth is to bring that gospel which brings the healing into people's lives she reminded me by doing that that this is what defines her this is what defines me this is what defines you this is what defined Timothy and Paul together we're in this we're defined by our love for Jesus Christ we're defined by his gospel message and we're in it together so we shouldn't be ashamed to bring that message in any and every situation that we find ourselves if we do things together why don't we make a choice today to be defined by partnering together for the main and holy purpose of Jesus Christ together not thinking like the world we tackle the injustices with his power together we see help can come to bring change when we recognize like Paul that we're together in it that we're in it together with Jesus Christ now very shortly I'll come to a close but I really felt to speak to some people here today who may be listening but you've not experienced the grace of God you've not experienced what Paul was talking to Timothy about you've not experienced what my friend experienced that caused her to want to speak about that message yesterday in the midst of something else going on I would like to encourage you later on some information will be given where you can join one of our virtual room and where you could speak to somebody about what you've heard today where you could address the questions that you have where you might now be considering what exactly is she talking about why don't I understand why don't I know do I really believe it I want to encourage you today to think about what you've heard in light of the fact that there is a whole group of us who are in something together and together we will make a difference and together we're not ashamed 
of who we are in Christ Jesus. Together, we're in it together in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you.